Your son or daughter, high school athlete, is burnt out, stressed, tired of playing sports. How do you know? How do we diagnose it? All of this and much more on episode number two of the Inside Bergen County Athlete Podcast. Before we get rocking, this show is sponsored by JNA Fitness in Whitecoff, New Jersey for a quick 45-minute workout. Make sure you visit JNA. They are also the leader in sports and athlete development for middle school and high school athletes in Bergen County. My name is Joseph Brenda. I'm the host along with my other co-host, Alex Kim. What's up? Not much, not much. Just another beautiful day in Jersey. Just another beautiful day in Jersey. Today we're going to be discussing um, whether or not your son or daughter is overtrained. Um, So whether they're basically burnt out from playing sports or playing, um, you know, high school sports. And, you know, before I get into some of the signs that I see in, in high school kids that are maybe a little overworked, I want to get to Alex first and ask him, um, what he sees in the weight room, so what he sees on the gym floor, and how he can maybe give us some signs of how um, someone's you know being overtrained or overworked. So let's let's start there with Alex. What, what do you think? What do you think? when you see, what are some signs that that kids show uh, in the weight room? Uh, more often than not, when I, especially when you get to know a kid, their personalities, you can kind of tell when they walk through the door. All right, they walk through the door. <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah, you can usually, that, that's usually a red flag. They're like shoulders are hunched over, right. back rounded. And then after that, I'll talk to them a little, see how they feel. Now, some kids will tell you instantly. Hey, so you're exhausted. saying like right off the bat, you're like something's not right. Yeah, right, more right, often okay. than not. Now, some kids are always just kind of like right, that. Right, right. But uh, yeah, right after that. Once you run them through their warm-up, uh, after their warm-up usually, after we do a nice warm-up, some stretching, running around, do some power work, after that everyone starts getting chatty and you can't get them to shut up. Right. They just keep going, <laughs> right, which, right. Which, is, which might seem bad, but that's actually a good sign. That means they're ready to go. They right, are right, ready right. to work out. Right. Now, sometimes you still get nothing. Right. Maybe that was supposed to be a hard day. You have to switch up that whole workout. Right, right. If they're just right from there and then after that is how they're actually doing during their workout. So usually during our warm-up sets, let's say we're benching or squatting. If the reps are looking slow, that's another red flag. Right. Usually by then we've I've already spotted if they're overworked, yeah, or tired, assuming. exhausted that day. Yeah. From but from a performance standpoint, that should pretty much tell you most of, mostly everything. Yeah. So if like if if they're not doing like they're not putting the energy in is it like something like they're not like paying attention or no it's not that they're not paying attention it's just they, it's almost like they can't pay attention right, you know it's right. not like it's just not happening you right. tell your body to do one thing it's just not happening and if you see that what do you what's like your first all right back trying to look, yeah we uh, usually I just, so a lot of things sometimes for some kids depending on the time of year we'll do the workouts like we'll do everything off percentage base, meaning like you'll do X, what, whatever percentage of your one rep max. And if it's supposed to be a heavier day and it just goes, if it's not looking good, I usually back them off completely. I lower the numbers or I actually just take them out of that exercise entirely. Yeah. They opt out for something easier, maybe even switch up the entire workout, like add in a lot more stretching, things that'll just make them feel better. Right. You know, foam rolling, a lot of stuff like that. Okay. Now a kid comes in, you're like, you're right off the bat, you're like, something's not right. And, but he says, he, he or she say, you know what, Alex, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. Like no, nothing's wrong. And, but you're like in the back of your mind, you know something. How do you, you approach it the same way? Or, 
I feel like that could be a, a tough area because, you know what, I do have a couple of kids like that, and at first I was like, oh, all right. And then I look at their, you look at their pu pupils are shot, they're, and then, but usually by the time we get to the main lift, I can tell by the first few reps instantly. Right. Once they get a little heavier, you can just tell instantly right away. Those, those quieter kids, you just have to watch them a little closer though. Because no matter what, they, no matter how tired they're, they're like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I feel right. great. Okay, now on the flip side, let's say this is like a common routine. I'm trying to make it so that they're the athlete, because you know you might have one, one or two athletes who just want to sit on the sideline and not put in the work. So how do I how do you identify by someone who's really being who's really overworked or someone who's just trying to get out of that work like it's leg day today and you're going to do squats how do you you know nagging more often than not the kids just kind of just whine right right it's like oh I really don't want to run <laughs> right. like, I just want to lift weights Alex I just want to do upper body oh, I don't want to run right now there's a difference between that and then the second they walk in and I've been trained for them for months if they're that same just tired all the time, coming in, saying, oh, I got injured, this happened this week, this happened this week, constant right. different injuries, red flag, red flag, and then another, same idea, always slow to warm up, um, not really being able to even really, like, in, their personality doesn't even fully show. Right, right. Once you really get to know a person, I think, and parents, I think, to parents it should be more obvious than it is to us. It's, yeah. You're around your kid all the time. You see him all the time. You know what your kid is normally like. Yeah, to some extent, yeah. Right. I mean, right. you don't have any kids yet, so it's hard for you to... Well, I mean, I would assume, yeah. right? That's no, a, yeah, that's yeah. No, you, you, that's a really good point. You know when your kid's off or not. You know when your kid's not acting the, the right way, for sure. Yeah, I think it's... Um, I think any more signs in the weight room that you see? Like, is there anything that someone, like, wouldn't pick up on that you're an expert and you would say, like, is there anything that... You know, this is something, something I've used with more adults. Like, we have a hand dynamometer, so it kind of tells you, all you do, you grab onto this little handle, you squeeze, and it tells you how, much, how many pounds of force you can produce with your hands, whatever. Yeah, like a grip strength. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. how, exactly, exactly, grip strength. So let's say I squeezed, and I've been tracking all month. It's been steadily, steadily like 50 to 53 pounds. All right, great, no problem. Next day they walk in drops down to 40 or gradually decreases. It's right. 47, 46, 45. Gradually getting 40. weaker. Exactly. So that's usually, that could be a red flag, maybe the training they're doing or stress that's going on outside of life. Right, right. Sports, whatever it is. That's interesting. Yeah. Right, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I just think that, um, you know, outside of the weight room, some factors that can that you might be able to pick on to say, hey, listen, they're, they're overtraining. I mean – one, I, I like broken record, but playing the same sport year round can just drive a kid nuts. Um, that's number one. Number two is making sure that as a parent, you are not call it living through your son or daughter or call it like, you know, the things that you never had or opportunities that you never had, but really pushing your son or daughter, you know, the people who right. are like, I never did it or I had a chance to do it or I did it and I want my son or daughter to do it and just like kind of like living through them and you never know whether or not, because I don't think a kid really, I don't think a lot of kids are going to say to their parents like, I hate that, like 
after their parents pushing them to do it, pushing them to do it, they're not going to turn around and say like, oh, I hate playing this, right? Like, you have to be really driven to a corner to finally be like, I hate doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Because I think uh, there's so much pressure on kids today that they're afraid to let down their parents. They're afraid to not go to the training that day or, or you know, their parents paid for them to get um, weightlifting training or, or, or special foot skills or, or baseball lessons or, or lineman skills, whatever it is. And I think the kid is scared to say, like, I don't like it anymore. I want to quit. I mean, I, I think it's an easy out for some kids too, don't get me wrong, but I do think that does lead to a lot of, like, burnout and stress and, and stuff like that. I mean... On top of like academic stuff too, that, right. that some kids are really trying to achieve, you know. You know when I when I was younger, when I when I used to wrestle in high school, kids would r- good athletes too, great wrestlers like state caliber wrestlers. They, these guys would be like, <clears throat> you know, I'm a junior, and they would say, "I hate the sport." And right. some parents even knew, but it's like you know what? It's like I have a year, one more year left of this. I'm just gonna finish it out, and then I'm done. And they're right. already burnt out at that point. But they're like, I've been doing this since I was like seven, eight. Right. What right. am I gonna, What am I gonna do now? Just just cut it all out. Is that more of a mature though line of thought? I don't know how many, how many kids are mature enough to say that though. I think that's once you're like a junior. Yeah, going, I think yeah. you have to be old enough to to understand that. Yeah, I think you need to be old enough to I, because I don't think a lot of kids because there's not a lot of rest intervals, right? There's not a lot of rest intervals with training. There's not a lot of rest intervals in between sports. I think kids are just programmed to keep going and going and going, and I don't think. Do you think that they realize that they're burnt out or no? They have no think, idea. Because right. when I was younger, I'm like, oh, I need to do, I need to lift X five times a week. I need to go wrestle six times a week. And, and, that, and that, hey, listen, I get, I do think <clears throat> a lot of great athletes do play year round. Right. Like, a lot of great athletes do. But it's, and then some parents are like, well, Tiger Woods and Serena Williams, like, do not compare your kids to them. They are literally one in hundreds right. of millions. Right. And all the odds are stacked against you. I think the best thing sometimes, yeah, sometimes just take a few weeks off, even a month off from the sport, maybe just train, maybe just do some lifting. That's it. Right, right. Or do something else. Yeah. Get away from your main sport, come back to it. Because overuse injuries happen and, and those just those repetitive motions, especially with been doing those for like 10 years plus, yeah. that adds up. Yeah. I'm wondering how many parents out there sit down and ask their son or daughter do you still want to do this? Do you still want to play? Like, I wonder how many people really ask them and really kind of like look into their, their eyes right. and have like a real conversation and just see, I wonder what the answer would be. Um, or, or, and I don't really think it's the case with a lot of kids. I just think a lot of kids just need a small break here or there because it's just overuse, you know, just, just running around. Um, would you say that there's a problem with doing the sports, doing the training, and then going home and just sitting and playing Xbox? Like too much, di- like zero movement to like 900 degrees to like zero to like, whereas like I, when I was a kid, like not that it was that long ago, but I mean, when I was a kid, like if I got home, like when I, in eighth grade, I played football and baseball and all this stuff. Even when I got home, I then rode my bike right. to my friend's house. And then we were just like, fooling around or in the woods or like yeah playing basketball or something like that so like i was never like sitting home don't get me wrong i had my fair share of video games um super nintendo sega genesis uh the first nintendo too i played a lot did you play the first nintendo i was more of like a ps2 guy oh my god this guy he's so young (laughs) yeah so super nintendo was phenomenal it was great but that was still like cartridges 
Like, right. You know what I'm talking about? So you put the cartridge in, you had to like blow on the cartridge to get it to work. So don't get me wrong, I played my fair share of those, but like I said, I was very active. So I feel like a lot of kids are like less active on the backside. Yeah, you know, you know when you can see it is when they like come in just to do squats. You could like they can't get it get, get as low. Their ankles are tight. Their hips are tight. You could right. you could just tell by the way they move. Yeah. And usually I ask them, hey, what you doing? It's like oh, I was up till three a.m. playing video games. Like, right, How right. often you do that? Every weekend. Okay, there you go. I so here's the interesting thing is that I I never played till like three in the morning video games. But the reason why they can play till three in the morning video games is because they're playing with their friends. Because right, they're playing the over the internet, so all of them are playing together. So that would be a reason to play till three, three o'clock in the morning. Like when you, when I was just playing like Super Nintendo, you would get bored after like a couple hours. Or your friends would be there at least. Or they would be there, but you wouldn't be ha- like, you, like after a while, you just get like bored of it. You're not gonna play that long. You know what I mean? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Some of you, some of you crazy <laughs> video game people, but I mean, now they're playing with their friends. Like till the we or or just like random people all over the world. Like we have one particular athlete. Um, yeah. <laughs> he 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 just plays like with these random people and like you know. And I have another athlete who got invited to play um, with these in this special league. Yeah, they have of a like lot of that. These random days. Yeah. like stuff. Um, but big prize money Fortnite. That's a big game. Yeah. Apparently, some kid made insane. I'm. I want to say hundreds of thousands, if not a, upwards I'm, of a million. Right, I'm playing it's a big a video tournament. Game. Yeah, R- crazy. Yeah, um, I do think though. Here, here's the deal. But the, continuing to do the sport all year round does keep kids out of trouble. It does keep them socially involved in something, which is good. So, um, but I do think there's a lot of indicators that kids are just getting a little overworked from it. Because if they're not going to, it's this is such a gray area because you never want to say your kid's not going to be the next. X, Y, and Z. Right. So it's hard to balance how much enough, how much sport is enough, versus th- them like getting like a um, scholarship or you get what I'm saying or you know what I mean. Right. Like right. how much is enough just to get them to the next level versus like this is way overkill for the next level and they're not you know they may not go after that so. Well, from what I've seen, every time. Every time I see a kid, so it's summer, right now it's perfect. Summertime, kids go away for a week or two, a couple weeks in the summer. Right. Every time they come back, their new numbers shoot right back up. Stronger than they were two weeks ago. Right. Just from a week of just hanging out, relaxing. They're like, oh, yeah, I feel amazing. Like, they're a new person. I'm I like, mean, that's, well, yeah, that's proof right there. What'd, hey, what'd you do last week? Oh, not, oh, nothing. We just hung out, went to the beach, got some sun, bi- might have biked a little, had a good time. That's it. Eat that's some food. great. That's it. Yeah, so that's a testament right there. If a little a little break, a week break, the the athletes are coming back stronger, not weaker. Like a lot of parents would, you know, jump the guns and be like, "You need to get back into training right away." That's a true testament right there. And another thing is rest. So you were talking about the games before. Yeah. Like, all right. Rest doesn't necessarily necessarily mean do nothing and sit up, sit up, sit on your computer. Right. Going out and just hanging out with your friends. Hey. Maybe playing some, playing a little basketball, or something. Just seeing your friends getting out in the sun. To me, that's resting too. That right, counts. Right. That absolutely, might be oh, very yeah. light, but they're still moving. They're doing something. Absolutely. I think it's just good for you mentally. You just minds off every, everything. Moving in different directions. Yeah, these sports nowadays are so grueling because they're. I mean, I think there's also the social part of it. 
Right. It's like, oh, if I don't make the sport, like, I'm not going to yeah. with my friends. Especially amongst that high school, middle school, high school area. Uh, the, uh, this is interesting, but it's always the next level, right? It's always like, I got to make the travel team. And then after that, it's like, I got to make the next team. It's like, no one just stays like, th- like. It's never enough. It's never enough. You yeah. know what I mean? It's never enough. It's, we got to get to the, we got to do the next biggest club team. or We got to do the next, it's like this never ending, like reach for like more, more, more. And I think a little bit less might get the athlete more, to be honest with you, right? right. A little, little less could, could propel the athlete a little bit more. And now I think all the kids who are truly that great at the sport, even if they, let's say they're overtrained, but if you just backed off, gave them like, um, they did, they practice sport maybe like eight months out of the 12 year, eight months out of the 12 months of the year, they will still be great. Dominate. So. Yeah, still, Dominate. they will still be great. Dominate. I, I don't, Absolutely. I really don't think Dominate. you running them into the ground four extra months hard will help. Now I'm not saying take four months off straight. That's not what I'm saying. I don't know if this is a good example, but you're kind of into fighting. So you tell me if this is a good example. I don't think Mayweather was training hardcore you know what? before he fought McGregor. And then well, how, many mo- how many weeks out from he fought fighting McGregor did he start training hardcore? What are they, 12? They'll probably say 12, 12 weeks. But So before the 12-week mark, was he like training every day? No. Right. No, he was like partying. Like skill to some degree is skill. I mean, you still... I mean, that was at the end of his career, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? I think you see it, yeah, I think, well, fighting is, I think fighting is a bad example just because I think those guys are pretty much, they're getting better with it now right. with modern day science, but they're all overtrained. And it's just an old school sport. Okay, so we'll see. Okay, so now let's see um, who's coming back in the NFL. Jason Witten right. retired, and he's coming back this year. I would love to see, so he's taken a year, so if you don't know who Jason Witten is, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. He has taken one year off. He has been um, doing commentary. And so I'm sure his training isn't hardcore. He wasn't in camp or anything like that. I'm curious to see how much skill he has lost in the last year. Not sure if that's a good example again, because obviously NFL, for every year you don't play, you're probably age three, but I'm just, you know, naturally. But I'm just, I'm curious to see, because like I said, I don't, you know. I think, uh, what do they call it? Boxers call it father time. I think that's what they call it when they're, they're like, I see it. But my body just won't let right, me right, do right. it. It just—it's just not right, happening right. anymore. Then that's when they're usually like, "Yeah, it's time to put up the gloves." So, so all right. So we have a couple athletes who are overtrained. Um, what are we doing with them in the gym um, to help combat that? How long does it last? And what? What do you think about that? For a high school kids, for high school, and they're coming early. in. You're sensing they're burnt out. They are burnt out. It's like say that they are. What? How long are you? What are you doing? Are you modifying the program for a week, two weeks? Usually, well, I think at least usually a week. Just that day? Usually I start off with a day, and then if it's a continuous thing, like two, three weeks, I'm going to say something to the parents. Right. What's he doing? How's everything going? Sometimes I go, you kicked their butt today? I'm like, no, someone someone else already beat me to that like three months ago, clearly. Right. I love that. Yeah, so worst comes to worst, I'll go like, hey, give him a week off from the gym. If he's playing a sport, maybe just take a day or two away from the club sport. Yeah. In the gym, I will back off maybe less reps, less sets overall, less weights. Maybe we're just more body weight, banded work. It's not like we, I mean, ideally in a perfect world, yeah, we have a whirlpool going. They're right, doing right, work right. in the pool, but right. that's not the case. Yeah, yeah that's just not the yeah. case. 
a lot of band work I do, a lot of stretching, foam rolling, and another big thing is just talking to the kids. Yeah. You know, being in some way being just relatable because they, they like that. Yeah. They, that's part of what keeps them coming back. Yeah. I, I just want to add on top of that that the parents out there who are listening to this, you have to be receptive to when, a, when the people that you hire, i.e. if you're hiring uh, you know, someone at j Fitness to train your son or daughter, you have to be open to the feedback that you get. So a lot of parents are so quick to just be like, no, no, he's fine, he's fine. He's not overtrained, he's fine. He's just being a, a wimp or, uh, you know. And I think that you have to be open-minded and just take a look and just take the advice. If a coach is telling you that they might need a little break or um, their trainer is telling you that you might need a little break, be open to it because I think that it probably has a lot of merit to it and that, you know, especially if your son or daughter's been doing the same sport since they're six years old, now they're starting, you know, they're starting, my son is, is just turned five and they're starting to get already doing pitching and all this crazy stuff and I'm just like, relax, everyone needs to chill out a little bit. So I think if they're doing it for such a long time and you have a 15, 16, 17 year old son or daughter, listen to the, to the advice that you're getting and maybe they need a little break. Maybe it's just a week. We're not saying you need to take off for, you know, it could be a couple months, but maybe they just need a week. You know, I had a parent that I talked to and um, I suggested that he just take a little break um, and he ended up, um, this, it's still kind of going on, but I think he ended up going back to his sport, but he all he needed was just a little break to just breathe, figure out whether or not he really actually liked the sport, um, get get his schoolwork in order, and now um, I think he's ready to rock again. And if he wasn't ready to rock, then we just proved that he didn't want to play anymore and he was just tired of it. Or maybe the other thing that we don't talk a lot about is when a kid plays one sport, if he plays one sport from 10 years old to 17, we don't know if he was ever good at any other sports if we don't give him a chance to play anything else. You just don't know if he's good at good. It doesn't need to be he needs to be an all-star at basketball, but you never know. He could be a good basketball player. He could be a good football player. He could be, you know. Or he could have been a better basketball a player or a better la- lacrosse player. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, so keep those points in mind. Anything you want to add on top of that, Alex? You know, one last thing is we're not saying don't work your kids hard. We're not saying just there's Correct. also the that's a big thing now. It's yes. like, all right, don't want to overtrain your guys. We're going to do as little as possible. Right, right. That's we're not, that's not that. what you're saying. Yeah. But if their pupils are shot, they're slouching all the time. They're always yawning. They're not eating. They're not sleeping well. Then those are probably some signs that point to that they're a little overtrained. Yeah. I mean, some of the best D1 people guys I've trained come in the gym and they literally want to eat the sled. Yeah. Like they want to eat it. They want to push it. They want to, they want to push a thousand pounds in the gym. And obviously we react to that because we love that. Um, but we can, we can tell who, when they don't come into the gym like that, that there could be a couple, um, red flags. One last tip I do want to add is just the phones for the kids go to bed. That's such a, I feel like that's such a big thing. It really does hurt your sleep. Yeah. And kids will, all right, I'm going to bed at 10. I'm on my phone for another two hours. It's going to make a good The light is on my face. Oh my God. That just, Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The, uh, that is something for the, for another episode. Um, phones at night, man. Oh, that's got to keep the kids up all night. Oh. Um, Well, thanks again, guys, for joining us on the uh, episode number two of Inside Bergen County's Athlete. Um, Once again, uh, Coach Joe Branda along with Alex Kim, and we will check you guys out next time.